listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Mikey H, the OT Gourmet Geek, David Green, and OC Monster Man. and thanks for joining us on the 224th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On today's episode, we're finishing up our discussion on Mike Flanagan's new Netflix series, Midnight Mass. I hope you got to check out the previous episode where we talked about the first four episodes. This episode will be talking about the final three episodes of the series. As a reminder, we do tend to spoil movies. We will spoil this series. So listen at your own risk. You can watch Midnight Mass on Netflix. Uh, Make sure to check the second half of that uh, season, I guess, out uh, before continuing if you are spoiler sensitive. It's a limited series. There will not be another season. Correct. Yeah. But if you listen to the first episode we released, episodes one through four, we discussed it as though the rest of the series did not exist. So if you've listened or if you've seen episodes one through four of Midnight Mass, but not the final three, you can still listen to that episode. Spoiler free. And you can also, if you've listened to like episode four, you can listen to it in increments because we're not going to. It's true. We don't jump ahead. Exactly. (laughs) Not too much anyway. Um, so yeah, are you, are you ready to finish this up, Carly? You finished the series. So ready. Yes, I did. I'm so I ready. finished rewatching this. So this is my second time watching it. This is Carly's first time watching it. So have slightly different viewpoints. Yeah. So it'll be good. I'm excited. We're skipping a uh, trailer trash talk in honor of Justin. Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, Justin. <laughs> Justin, Justin. <laughs> Here, here, as we know him as. Okay, do you want to do the intro? Sure. So we are going to be talking about Midnight Mass from 2021, written and directed by Mike Flanagan. Uh, Again, the IMDb summary is an isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. We are jumping in with Book 5, Gospel. Sheriff uh, Shabazz fields multiple missing persons reports as the town prepares to gather for Good Friday. To protect Aaron, Riley brings the truth to light. The writers for this episode are Mike Flanagan, James Flanagan, and Teresa Sutherland. So when we discussed the series last week, I had mentioned that I was not very into a lot of the episodes. I thought it was kind of drawn out too much Mm -hmm. dialogue too much monologue really probably could have done with more dialogue um and it was just a little bit slow yeah kind of boring yes these next three episodes are are more my style yeah (laughs) a little bit more we get going yeah (laughs) were you did you have an easier time watching these than the first four Oh, I think I watched all three of these in one night. It was like yeah. not even an issue. You were like, yes, finally. I was like, next? Next? Yes. <laughs> I was into it. I know for us. Wow. Well, sorry. 
I still haven't finished my first cup of coffee yet. Yeah, it's um, the morning. <laughs> for how yeah, we're recording in the morning, it's always a crapshoot when we do that. Um, for how slow episode four is, it still has a lot of like interesting things happening. Because I remember mm-hmm. like going through my notes and being like, a lot happens. It just feels like it happens so slowly. Yeah. Um, with these episodes, I don't feel that way. Like a lot happens and it happens quickly enough that you're able to enjoy it happening. <laughs> Yes. If that makes any sense. It does. Um, so in this we, episode, go, go sorry. You're good. Oh, sorry. Do you, <laughs> it's going to be a long episode. <laughs> Please continue, madam. <laughs> After you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> having a mental breakdown. Um, so this episode starts... Um, last episode, I said something about how um, the drug dealer gets killed and no one seems to care but in this episode at the beginning we do get to see someone cares and only one person cares and it's his mother Mm -hmm. and she is basically yelling at sheriff because no one seems to care and it's not supposed to matter if he's a bad person he's you're still supposed to care if he's missing yes um fair point so there you go someone cared and then that's the only person that cared and then she shuts up after that i almost texted you and i was like I was like, his mom. (laughs) (laughs) His mom. His mom does care. So that's good. It's true. He has someone who cares. I think Joe cared too. He mentioned something. Joe liked him. Not seeing him. Yeah. Yeah. So they did mention something, but then not much after that. So um, here we go. We have Joe missing. We have drug dealer missing. We have Riley missing. So there's a lot of people missing suddenly on this island. Yes. And Sheriff is like, doesn't know what to do with that about it and doesn't really seem too concerned. He seems more concerned about Riley missing for some reason than Joe or drug dealer guy. Yeah, I feel like he liked Joe, I think. Yeah, he did. They had a they had a bond. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I think that's like a curious thing, you know, but then also like we have the the priest you know, probably telling people that he left or something. And Sheriff doesn't really know his backstory, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, But Riley, we have people that – we have more people, I guess, that, like, are bringing that to his attention. Um, I don't know. But, yes, he does seem to be more concerned. People are starting to notice that there are people missing. And some people – no one seems – as concerned as Aaron. Yes. Aaron is pretty upset because Aaron's Riley was like, supposed to show up at her house, yes. but instead he went to go see Father Paul. Yes. And she's like, he would have been there. Like he said he yeah. was going to be there. I know him well enough to know that he would be there. Yeah. If he said so. Yeah. And I think this is the first episode where I'm starting to feel like, okay, maybe Aaron is has a thing for Riley. I don't think oh, I noticed yeah. it as much before. Oh, I was like, when are they going to make out? The entire, <laughs> like, the the first half of the series. I was like, they please just make out already. They do not. There will be they no don't. making out. Spoiler alert. Then um, on the other side of the island, I don't know if it's the other side of the island. I'm just trying to have a segue. Uh, Sarah, Sarah's mom, Mildred, is young, is looking vibrantly young. She's but ready to go to church. Hair. 
she's ready. She's like, let's go. I got my yeah. Sunday clothes on. They're ancient. And so am I. But I don't look at let's go to church. And yep, they go to church. Go see my man. And this this mass is terrifying. It's aggressive. <laughs> it's aggressive. It's well, so and this is the first episode that we get a midnight mass. This one right? isn't midnight, is it? This one's not midnight. Yeah, because oh, yes, it is. See... You're right. You're right. It is. You're right. Yeah, we Sorry. don't see him after he turns at anything but a midnight mass. No, yeah, you're totally right. And so she's we have like <laughs> Father Paul is charismatically aggressive <laughs> and starts saying things that aren't really like what he would normally say. Things like "Welcome to God's army," um, yeah. and it's kind of violent how he's talking how horrible thing god's gonna ask you to do horrible things and if you want to join his army you're gonna have to do horrible things because morality changes over time it's like does it does it change over okay uh mildred was not having it she was like i don't know who that man is talking in there but that is not that is not my man no that is not my man you are not to go to that church again yeah to her daughter yeah. Stay away. She, and she's the only one that seemed to have that reaction, right? Yeah, she was looking around like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I think Sarah was kind of like puzzled, but she was like, all right, cool, whatever. She's like, is this what I've been missing? <laughs> Why do people me, love I this? don't know how these things normally go. Is that, yeah. Isn't that how it normally goes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this feels right. <laughs> I'm a gay woman in a Catholic church for the first time in a long time. This feels about right. Yeah. (laughs) She's not taken aback at all. And then then we have Erin. So Erin is searching, searching for Riley. She is is really worried. Mm -hmm. Because their last discussion was about what happens when you die. Mm -hmm. And then... (laughs) And then he disappeared. So, I mean, I could get... I could get that she would be worried, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be worried. She goes to mom and she tells mom. Oh, wait, no. She hasn't no. gone to mom yet. Right. Right. Because she finds Riley. Mm-hmm. Or Riley finds her, rather, and takes her on a boat and tells her the story of what happened to him. It, is, it is fucking wild. It is wild. <laughs> it is absolutely wild. This is where it starts to get good. Yeah, I was like, all right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you're not going to believe it. That's why I took you on this boat in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And just like tells her what's up. So we have the angel appearing to him and eating him and him coming back to life. And Father Paul being like, "Mm, you're a different creature now. You can't go out in the daylight. You have to drink blood. Here, have some blood. <laughs> Basically. Yep. And Riley is still Riley. Like, that's yes. the cool thing about these vampires. Like, if you become a vampire in this community, you are still yourself. You're just a more violent version of yourself, right? Yeah. I think, like, it's like once you get that, like, hunger. Bloodlust. You, you kind of go, like, shark crazy, right? Like, yeah. you don't see, you just see red. You just see that pulse point. And either. You're like, Riley, I read a lot of vampire novels. It's called bloodlust. Oh, thank you. Excuse me. You're welcome. Thank you for the technical term. You're welcome. Uh, 
you get bloodlust. And uh, Riley seems to control his pretty well until it's like literally in his face. Until Bev's standing there with her thumping neck. Psychopath. <laughs> I love Bev in this whole like exchange because she's like, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure that's a good idea, father? <laughs> And then, like, yeah, put her right in front of him. (laughs) Yep. I really like the imagery, too. I like how they show what the vampires see and how, like, it's just so cool. And you can only really tell they're a vampire because of their eyes and they have Oculus eyes. I love it. I'm like, oh, you're like a cat. (laughs) It's like (laughs) Oculus, little mirror eyes. Yes. Um, You're like a cat. And they see... Their eyes are like, they're like seek kaleidoscopes, kind of. Yeah, it's almost like they just see like lens flare all yeah. the time. Yeah, camera tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so then Riley's like not having it. And he's like, so you're murdering people. And he's like, I'm not murdering people. I feel no remorse. And he's like, yeah, you're still murdering yeah. people. <laughs> oh, my God. I I love that exchange towards the end where he's like but like do you what was it i don't is it remorse is that the word he uses um let's see let me see i wrote i wrote stuff down um no guilt oh that's it yes i think he uses the term guilt that sounds right because riley feels guilt for killing that woman when he was drunk driving Mm mm-hmm and father is telling him that he doesn't feel any guilt and he forces Riley to admit that he's jealous. Yeah. That he doesn't feel guilt. Which is a weird moment, right? Like, why would that be better? <laughs> I know. He thinks he doesn't feel guilt because God didn't let him feel guilt. But that doesn't make sense. No. Like, psycho killers don't feel guilt. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's... Right. If you're a, if you're, if you're a psychopath... You don't have that feeling. And Father's rationalizing it like, oh, yeah, I killed Joe, but he was like a mouse stuck in a trap and I set him free. And it's like, yep. did you? Because he was no. starting to get better. <laughs> like yeah. He was, he was becoming a better justify person. justify everything that Justify, he's doing. justify, justify. And Bev mm-hmm. is just right in his ear, like giving him scripture that works with whatever he wants to think. Yep. And right now he's, I mean, he's cooped up in his little house. Yeah. He really thinks that he did this for the greater good um, of this town. And he, uh, he's just trying to like trick himself, I think, into, into believing that. I think this episode and episode six, we see father at his scariest. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because he's really just at the height of believing whatever helps him to rationalize his actions. Mm-hmm. And um, I think part of him believes that the vampire is an angel, but part of him is start maybe doesn't. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's really, he's really going all in that this has to be the way it is. This has to be. The way God wants it to be. It's very interesting to watch. But Riley's fucking over it. Riley's like ready to go. Father lets him leave. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Oh, you're good. No, I was just going to say Riley's like, no, this is shitty. And like father is definitely like you get a sense that there's a reason why he feels like, you know, 
this has to be the way that it is. Because I don't think that like the that Father Paul meant to die as early like as he did. Like it's definitely I also like read some things. Like Bev definitely killed him. Like it's definitely heavily implied that Bev poisoned him to get to that point. And so I feel like his plan maybe was supposed to take a little bit longer, but now it's like in full force and like he just has to commit. Like Bev is pushing everything f- to move faster. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And even Father Paul says to Riley, like, why did you come here? Like, like, he, mm-hmm. like he was expecting him to say, oh, an angel called me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I he's like, because I knew you lied and I wanted to confront you about it. <laughs> so, like, yes. And Paul's not, face when he says that. He is looks like, so disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he was that, like, this must have been meant to be. Like, you, mu- this is the reason this happened to you when mm-hmm. it did. But really, no, it's just shitty. <laughs> it was just bad luck. Yeah. If we're being honest. Yeah. Um, This whole scene is fantastic. It's the really good. The whole ending of this episode is just like 10 out of 10. Yeah. And Bev being a little whiny bitch. Like, I'm so frustrated. He doesn't even appreciate. Like, she mm-hmm. could just kill herself and deal with it, too. But she's scared. Yes. She likes being in control. She likes yes. being the only one that can go out and like take care of things. And, yeah, like, that's true. That's a part her of sheep. her control, right? Is that mm-hmm. she can go out and do these things. Yep. It's true. And think of it like that. Yeah, she very, loves it. Very astute observation, Carly. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> so what oh. happens next? So Riley like drinks drinks blood. <laughs> From what's the guy's name? Sir oh, Sturge. It's yes, Sturge. Yeah. Sturge slits his wrists. It looks like he's been doing it a lot lately. <laughs> and they put it in he's familiar with the process. The, yes, he put it in the wine cup, the Eucharist cup that they usually use in service, and give it to Riley. It's the first time Riley's taken communion this entire episode, and he does it as a vampire. It's, there's meaning in that, I'm sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he, you know, Father Paul lets him go. Once it gets dark, he's like, you can leave. I'm going to do service. I would love it if you joined us for service, but you're free to go wherever you want. And Riley's like, really? And Bev's like, really? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so he goes out. He goes out and he writes his letters and he leaves them for his family and he finds Aaron. So it's good because in, in previous episodes, Riley was talking about how he's having difficulty with step four, which is telling everyone you're sorry or whatever. Yeah. I don't know the name of the actual step. I think it's making amends. There you go. Making amends. He's having trouble making amends and, and Father Paul tells him write letters. So he did. He wrote letters and he left them for his family w- watching their necks thump away with blood <laughs> and finds Aaron and puts her out on this boat and tells her this entire story. So imagine being your friend like brings you out in the middle of the night. And we have to assume that this is like four, five in the morning, depending on what time of year it is. Yeah. Uh, and then tells you that they're a vampire and that they feed off of human blood and you're like in the middle of the water yeah 
unable to get away. Yeah, and she's like, what, are you trying to scare me? Yeah. You know, are you going to kill me? Yeah. I have nowhere to go? And he's like, nah. And then he basically just tells her to run. Mm -hmm. Get out of here. Get, get, lady. I know you, I know that you're not going to because I know that you need to help people. Yes. But you need to run. Yeah. And he is like, I brought you out here. Not to scare you, but so you can see that I'm telling the fucking truth. It's true. And then what happens? And then it's morning and the yeah. sun comes up. And vampires and, he, and sun. They don't mesh. No they point don't mesh. This is not no. a Twilight vampire. They are not just a sparkling. No. And there's there. nowhere for him to go. No, he combusts. And I love... I love this scene, and I love the difference between what Aaron sees and what Riley is experiencing. It's one of the best scenes of the series, for sure. It is beautiful. Because he is having a peaceful moment, and she is not. (laughs) No, she is. (laughs) Their experiences couldn't be more different. (laughs) We see it from Riley's point of view first, right? He's in the boat. He's finally, he suddenly just feels super at peace as the sun rises, and Riley, and Aaron is no longer there, and it's the woman he killed, and she looks happy, and she's not scary with glass in her face or dead. And he feels happy, and he reaches mm-hmm. out for her, and then all of a sudden, it's just like flame and Aaron screaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very well done. And that's it. That's, that's the end, the of, end the of the episode. Riley yeah. gets his death wish, because that's basically... basically what his death wish was, right? When he was describing it to Aaron. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. Do you remember what his death wish was? I kind of fell asleep when he was talking. <laughs> I kind of did too. He was more of the like the technical aspect of it. Like we okay. basically go back to the stars kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah. All right. So yeah. That could be it though, right? Like he's yeah. at peace and, and he got his... I think the most important peace. part of his journey is that he has gotten to, in one way or another, come clean... Mm-hmm. and apologize to everyone that he's wronged, whether that be in letters to his family or, like, sitting in front of Aaron and actually just, like, laying it all on the table. Telling by, her that, you know, he loved her. It was always yeah. her. He's going to love her forever. Obviously, she said the same to him um, and told her, to, you know, to run. I mean, I think what he does is very brave. And oh, yeah. He's... I know he's not your favorite character, but I, I actually think really th- like him. You like now. him now? <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect ending for him, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Very well done. I was I didn't see it coming at all. Um I should Me have, either. but I didn't. I re- I thought he's like the main character. They're not going to kill him off before the series is over and then I was wrong. Yeah. He said, "Bye." Which Bye. I loved. I think it was really well done because now we can focus on Aaron. It kind of moves with Aaron now, the whole story. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of episode five. Yes. A wonderfully refreshing episode after episode four, which was exhausting. It's true. I was so excited. Once this episode hit, I was like, okay. And you know what? I feel like I feel like that's how a lot of Flanagan series are because we really yeah. build the characters, characters. We build the knowledge. We build all these things. And so when everything gets crazy, we can really feel it because we really know these people. You know? It's true. It's true. I still wish there were more scares at the beginning, but whatever. It's fine. (laughs) 
I think can't it's, have it all. Can't have yeah, it all. Okay. It's true. Moving on to episode six. I think this is my favorite episode of the series. It's called Book Six, Act of the Apostles. Uh, the summary is a fervent Bev calls for faith on the night of Easter Vigil. Sarah reveals the result of a troubling experiment along with a sobering theory. It's written by Mike Flanagan, James Flanagan, and Jeff Howard. So this one, like I said, I think it's my favorite. I think it's the most fun, uh, enjoyable episode of the series. Uh, the next episode's also very good, but yes. this one I think is my faves. This is a great episode. I think... Um, well, we'll get there. <laughs> I was going to tell you my favorite part, but I was like, we'll just wait till we get there. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Aaron. The the Riley's gone, but there's still lots of lots of ashes in the boat where Riley once was. And um, she's just in shock. She's just in total shock. She paddles home somehow. And she's just walking through the town. In the morning, we got Sturge setting up the board for the for the church, and you can see her face in that moment is very good acting. Where she sees Sturge um, writing out the midnight mass for that night, I think she starts to realize, oh, it's midnight mass because he can't mm-hmm. go out during the day, and mm-hmm. she has just like this like flicker of understanding on her face. <laughs> Does she see, like, the bandages, or are those covered? I don't know if she sees the bandages, to be honest. But she does, obviously, she does see him, and she knows. She knows. She knows. She knows Riley wasn't lying, for sure. I think she just started to understand the Midnight Mass thing. That was my understanding. Yes. Um, And then she goes straight to Sarah's house, (laughs) which is smart. I think I would do the same thing. Where else would you go? Oh, yeah. On that island? I mean, you could go to the sheriff, but he's not going to believe you. No. You go to someone that you know, that you've known, that yeah. won't, that won't, um, that knows you not to be hysterical right. and make up crazy stories. And Sarah knows that her baby disappeared out of nowhere. Like, Sarah knows shit's going down. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Sarah knows and her mom know she, is like a not- baby mm-hmm. <laughs> somehow. She's Benjamin Button all over the place. Exactly. And she also doesn't frequent the church like everybody else does. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So she goes to Sarah and she tells Sarah what happened. And Sarah's like, that's a crazy story. And Aaron's like, yeah, it's a crazy story. I don't expect you to believe me. And Sarah's like, let me tell you this other crazy story, which Mm -hmm. normally I wouldn't like. But in this in this moment, I like it very much. I like I this too. story. I'm very interested in the story. And now I want to read more about this story about the man, the Hungarian doctor who was sent to an asylum for making his doctors wash their hands before surgery after touching people in the morgue. I was fascinated by that. And I was like, is this real? Yeah, it's got to be. It's, it's real. It's absolutely real. <laughs> Died in an asylum. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, there's proof that it worked, and yet he's still crazy, right? It blows my, like, it, the, 
just hearing her talk about how people would deal with dead bodies and then go deliver babies without washing their hands like grosses me out so much. It's so gross. But they didn't know. They didn't know back then. And apparently if you did know, it was some kind of crazy witchcraft or something wrong with you. Yep. I don't know. Anyway. So Sarah believes her, even though she knows it sounds crazy. And then she shows Aaron how the blood bubbles in the sun. And smokes, right? Does it smoke? Does it combust? Completely combusts, right? Yeah. Combustible blood. Oh, yeah. My note says combustible blood. So, yeah, I think they're they're both an understanding. Okay, this is really happening, right? Man. And then Sarah's mom is like, yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. (laughs) You're just like, team up. Team up to get through it. I like this. This band of women. They're so good together. They are. I think it's a great melding of characters here. I do too. And honestly, it wouldn't have worked without all of the uh, character development we had at the beginning. I just wish that we didn't need to have all of it. Or it could have been quicker. (laughs) I know Mike Flanagan has a reason for all of it, but it just just took too long to get to this point. Because it's so good now, but like, I don't... I don't want to sit through the first four episodes of this ever again. (laughs) I probably will, just so I can see if I feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, I liked it more the second time I watched it. Yeah, I definitely got more out of it the second time I watched it, but I'm not watching it a third time, is all I'm saying. And to be fair, I really liked one through three. It was just four that I had a really hard time with. It's true. Four is a really hard episode for some reason. It's just so much monologuing. It's that is I think that's what it is, is because it's not it's literally like I'm going to speak and then I'm going to speak and then I'm going to speak. We don't have like a conversation. (laughs) No, there's no actual conversation. It's just monologue after monologue. And you're like, okay, already nobody talks like this. Exactly. And it's like there's also like where maybe like these two obviously had chemistry in past episodes. It wasn't in that scene in particular, which Mm. is what you need in order to keep something interesting. So it was just kind of weird. Yeah. Anyway, proceed. <laughs> um, so then we have flashing over to Father, Father Paul. He is not happy because he knows something happened to Riley. Yeah, he can feel it. He can feel it the same way he knew that um, What's-Her-Face could walk. Mm-hmm. Why can't I think of her name? Because I haven't said it in a while. What's her name? Lisa. Lisa. He knew Lisa could walk and he knew Riley is gone. And he is not happy. Bev talks about Judas because she's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's getting ready for Easter. Easter vigil. This whole Easter vigil thing, man. It's terrifying. It it really is. The symbolism, (laughs) obviously. Yes. And then just like having it be the whole midnight mass thing is also creepy. Yeah. And dad shows up. Riley's dad shows up because they got the letters that Riley left him. And mm-hmm. he is, I don't know what their, I don't know what their letter said, but we know what Father Paul's letter says, mm-hmm. which says, remember we are dust and to dust we shall return, yes. which is what they say on Ash Wednesday. And uh, and it also has double meaning here. 
It really does. And so, I mean, it has double meaning because obviously the whole vampire thing, but also because I feel like that was a good Ash Wednesday in particular was kind of like a good moment for them. Like that conversation that they had was like one of their first bonding moments. And so this was really like a mic drop from beyond (laughs) moment for Riley. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do you notice like when dad comes in, Dolly, the um, Lisa's mom and the mayor's wife is crying at the table. Yes. So I'm guessing they told her about everything and that that's her reaction to learning about everything. Is that right? Yes. 100%. So they're letting some people slowly in on what's happening before Easter Vigil. Because they need help. They can't have it just be Bev, the mayor, and Sturge. They need... They need need support. They need people Mm -hmm. that will go for it. Mm -hmm. Which is... (laughs) She is heartbroken. It's so crazy. It's... Yeah, but like you don't even know what's happening. You're like, okay, she's crying. Okay. Whatevs. And he's like, this is weird. Like he can feel... You can see in his face like, this is a weird energy. Yeah. And this is when Aaron now shows up at mom's door. At Riley's Mm -hmm. mom's door. And is like, hey, why don't we go? Why don't you and I and the whole family just get on a boat and get out of here for a little bit? And she's yep. like, what are you talking about? I'm not going anywhere. It's Easter. It's and, Easter. Uh, we have midnight mass. Yeah. We have to go to midnight. By the way, midnight mass. Oof. I mean, it's a hard one. No, thank you. I, I mean, I'm go. Jewish, but I whatever, to- you know. <laughs> I used to go on Christmas Eve. Um, with my family my grandparents lived mm-hmm. across the street from a church and so we would go and open presents at their house until midnight and then we'd walk across the street and go to midnight mass and uh i just slept through the whole thing because i was a little kid yeah i mean yeah. i just imagine that being exhausting mm-hmm. it's exhausting any time of day but at night it's like especially especially exhausting yeah um for a kid i mean it's just tiring um uh, okay so, mom is mad. She gets aggro. She's, like, yelling at Aaron, like, we've been trying to be there for you, yada, yada, yada. Aaron's like, your son's dead. <laughs> Mom's like, what the fuck? Yeah, she's so blunt about it. And yeah. like, what would you do if, like, she asked you, how do you know this? <laughs> yeah, it's true. But she doesn't. She just gets angry and says, how dare you with these lies? Yeah. So this must have been the agreement between Aaron and Sarah. Aaron's like, I'll go to Riley's family and try to get them to come with Mm -hmm. us. And Sarah's like, I'm going to go to the sheriff and tell him what's going on. (laughs) And none of these, none of these go well. No. Sheriff is also not very thrilled about this story. He's like, listen, I've been through shit. I am not doing this. I'm not going to go tell everybody that there's some kind of contagion that is creating crazy people. Yeah. Because yeah. he had a whole experience yep. with being Muslim in mm-hmm. New York during, was it, is it New York? It's not New York. Chicago? Uh, oh, he's from I New York. He's I from New York. It, yeah, I think it was from New York because yeah. uh, obviously he said that, um, it was obviously like the events. Yeah, that the the ma- twin towers and everything. Yeah, nine yeah. yeah, eleven yeah, yeah. events. No, that he made was him in New York. In, like inspired him to become a cop and kind of try yeah. to, you know, 
do his part. And he just kept on getting fucked over. Knocked down any time he said anything that was considered somewhat insubordinate, even if Mm -hmm. he was just questioning what was happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and he's like, I don't carry a gun. I don't need to carry a gun here. And Sarah's like, "Mm, you might want to carry a gun. And then she leaves. Yeah. (laughs) Foreshadowing. Luckily, he listened to her because he definitely was carrying a gun the next time we saw him. He was packing. He was. Figured it out. (laughs) So, um, you know, they're trying to leave. They're like, all right, fuck these people. Let's just go without them. So Sarah, Mildred, and Aaron, all ready. Let's go get in the boat and get the fuck out of here. No boats. No boats. No boats. They're, they're like, waiting. I just happen to be working on all the boats. And also, yeah. there's there's no ferries. So also, sorry we about the it. Ferry. We also, sent it it's, back. it's Easter. Why would you want to leave? Why would you possibly want to leave? And so they're like... This is not okay. Not, not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think this whole like exchange is really creepy. I love that they're trying to leave and they can't. I'm a big fan of that in movies. Mm-hmm. Where they, and they like show like their the internet is down. It's not working. Yes. But they leave the cell service up just to like so people don't get super freaked out until later. Yeah, I mean before. they show Sturge like yeah, he's like, messing with some shit. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's stopping the boats. He's the one that's stopping the 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 power, the internet. Power. Yeah. Yeah. They have a plan. So, yeah. So Sarah and Mildred and and uh Aaron are sitting at the table and they're like, "Well, we're not going to service, that's for sure." And Aaron's like, "I'm going." She's like, "I'm fucking going." Mhm. And she's like, "I'm going to fight. I'm not going to do this. I don't know what's happening and I'm not going to know what's happening if I'm just sitting here." Yeah, which is true, but I I would probably just be hiding under a bed. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "Where's the cellar?" Yeah, <laughs> you know. Although you know, hiding under a bed in this case, I don't think would have helped me. But that's probably what I would have done, <laughs> to be honest. I would have been like, "Where is like the most obscure? Like, can I climb a tree? Like, yeah. <laughs> like where it's can true. I go that?" I can't be easily found. I but think the hard. angel could have found you in a tree, though. That's true. Um, yeah. I don't think he would have been safe in a tree man. either. But you're not yeah. just safe under your bed. No, you're not safe anywhere. That's you're what I'm saying. I think they made the cellar. best decision going, but I think it's also like, hmm, I'd be scared. It was an iffy decision. Yeah. Things definitely worked out for them there. It did. Could have it gone did. the opposite way. Well, kind of. <laughs> I mean, to the point where they at least, like, made it out. (laughs) Of the church initially, yes. Okay, so here comes the singing, the hymns, and with the candles, and it's a whole fucking thing. (laughs) I was like, I didn't realize there was Easter caroling. (laughs) That's what I thought when I saw them doing that. That was, like, what came through my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not there's not usually Easter caroling. Um, this is something Bev, Bev did. Bev made this up. Um, but it is, I mean, it's nice. They're singing hymns and walking with candles, and it seems kind of nice. It's in a very scary way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think under normal circumstances, it might be. Like, if I was visiting a town and they did that, I'd be like, oh, how sweet. Yeah. Um, and then so they're walking, they're walking with their candles and everyone joins in as they mm-hmm. walk down the street. 
And they make it all the way to the church, and the church is just lit up with candles, because again, the power's out. And and then Father comes in, and he has his own little thing. He's talking about how it's a special occasion, and yada yada. And it is uncomfortably scary for me to watch this. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely weird. Uh, he explains he is Monsignor Pruitt. He is the same priest from before. I mean, we know that as the viewer, but the townspeople didn't all know that. And they're no. like, uh. They're like, what the fuck? Mildred What's knew. Happening? Mildred sure. knew. Yeah. And then uh, it just all hell breaks loose in this whole scene. And I love it so much. This is my favorite scene of the whole series. It is, and I give Flanagan a lot of credit for this because it is because it is like organized chaos. Like for real. It is completely bonkers and but you can still see and understand everything that's going on. And I think this is like a big turning point for Father Paul. Oh, for Father sure. James or Monsignor Pruitt or whatever you want to call him, because he has about 17 names in the show. Yes. I just say Father Paul because it's the easiest to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though it's definitely not his name. And so, like, he explains, I'm min- I'm Monsignor Pruitt, and we're going to kill you, basically. <laughs> and <laughs> he doesn't like, say it in so many this. words. But Watch this are you ready? Are you ready to be tested? Just yeah. a little, quote. He says, just a little you'll be tested. You know, just a tiny bit. Not a lot. <sighs> and he... What Sturge is first, right? And they have yeah. Sturge come out. They make Sturge drink poison out of the cup, and he just dies terribly Brutally. with the foam in the mouth and the dead. The rat poison death. Yeah. And, you know, then he comes back, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when everyone everyone's just flipping out. And Father Paul is keeping them as calm as could be expected in this case. But then... (laughs) But then it it gets crazy when Mildred takes... Well, Mildred shoots him. Yeah. Right? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, because Bev Bev has to hand out the spicy Kool-Aid first. She hands it all out. (laughs) <laughs> then Ali, so the sheriff's son, comes out, and and the sheriff is like, "Oh fuck no!" Right? Yeah. Right. And so he takes his gun and he draws it, and then they attack him and like push him down, and then Ali comes center stage and drinks the Kool Aid. Fuck. Could you imagine? Doesn't your heart just drop when he does that? You're like, yes. oh no! I'm like, what are you doing? Man, oh my god. <laughs> no. I know you're a rebellious teenager, but no. This not is this. not that. Yeah, no. this is, you don't know enough. Stop. Yeah. Uh, and so when that happens, I think Mildred sees the gun, picks it up, and shoots Father Pruitt in the head. And that's when it really goes to, Pruitt. that's when it really goes to shit. Because then we have because the angel. Because that's when Bev takes over. Yeah, the angel takes Mildred, God knows mm-hmm. where, and now Bev's in charge because Father Pruitt's going to be dead for a while until <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he is resurrected again. Yeah. And it is, I mean, 
Father Pruitt's idea was just to keep the doors closed, let, let him handle everything with everybody, keep everybody calm. Mm-hmm. And Bev's like, nah, let these bitches go. <laughs> they lo- they, everybody takes it. Well, everybody that's going to take it takes it. They lock the doors. So yeah. once everybody dies and then turns, there's essentially some bloodlust happening, a bit of a feeding frenzy. Everything goes to shit. It is crazy wild. It's so sad watching uh, Dolly and Wade, who are Lisa's parents, like, trying to convince her to take it. Yeah. And her, like, Lisa literally having to just be, like, pulled away. Yeah. Absolutely. Carly, if you're in this case, if you're in this scenario, are you drinking that or no? Oh, fuck no. (laughs) I'm inching to the side of the church to get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, what am I doing in a church? <laughs> you know? Sure. It's fair. It's it's a wild scene. It's a very wild scene. It's great. And we have a small group of people who are like, let's get the fuck out of here. We have mm-hmm. Warren, who's Riley's brother. We have Lisa. We have mom, Riley's mom. And Sarah and Aaron, right? Yeah. That's everybody. And the, the dad, like, sacrifices himself. Oh, and Sheriff. And the Sheriff. Y- yes, yes, yes. And the Sheriff. Yeah. Who was, like, I was, like, impressed that he could get out because they had him held down. Yeah. It's true. I don't know how he got out. Me either. Um, but we do, uh, Henry Thomas sacrifices himself so everybody can escape. Mm-hmm. So they, like, escape to the back room where, of course, Bev is hiding because she doesn't want to turn. She is just the worst. And what must be the most satisfying thing that's happened to her all day, Aaron (laughs) gets to shoot Bev. Right in the head. I think it's in the chest. Oh, right in the chest. She's like, because Bev's like, it'll only buy you five minutes. And Aaron's like, bam, then we have five minutes, I guess. We have five minutes. Let's go. (laughs) And they run. And Father Pruitt sees everything happening. Mm-hmm. And I think he starts to understand at this moment, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. He realizes he's made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Hindsight. The end of book four, book six. And you're like, I got to watch the next episode. You have to keep watching. You can't yeah, stop you can, at that point. No, you have to keep going. You let, you do the autoplay. In fact, you press the button so the autoplay goes faster. Yep. So then what's the next one? Funny you should ask that. The next episode, the next and final episode is book seven, Revelation. Night falls on Crockett Island as a tight-knit group of rebels take refuge where they can and forge a plan to control the chaos. Writers are Mike Flanagan, Joyce Sherry, and Teresa Sutherland. This, the beginning of this episode feels very much like a zombie movie to me. Same. It's not, but it it feels like it. We got the small group of people going to hide out in the house, trying it, to figure out it, a plan. It felt like, uh, it felt very, oh my God, 30 Days of Night. Sure. In that scene where like the vampires are just literally running through the town and murdering everyone. Because yeah. you see them breaking into houses, pulling people out. 
Yes. You know, they're doing it. Which you it. don't usually see vampires do. Mm-mm. It's not usually. Uh, vampires are more sneaky usually. These are like mm-hmm. rabid vampires. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're newborns, as Twilight would yeah. say. <laughs> um, so everything's just chaos. This this uh, first scene where they're in the house and they're talking about what they're going to do had a huge jump scare moment for me. I don't know if it got you, but I was no. like sitting here eating dinner and it like scared the shit out of me. <laughs> what? It's when they're talking about what they're going to do. And Aaron's like, well, the kids should take a the go to the canoe, like go take a canoe and like row out into this thing. And like as she's she's doing it, Bev throws the flare into the house and oh, it breaks yeah. it. And I was like not expecting it at all. And I was oh, just really? like, holy shit. Yeah. It just like it scared the shit out of me. That's funny. <laughs> you don't usually get jump scared. It's the only jump it's the only time it's like the most intense jump scare I can recall as of late. Wow. I was just like Really, I felt none of that. (laughs) I don't. It was like, ooh, I'm gonna have to tell Amy about that. Oh, I (laughs) I love that. You know what jump scare Mike Flanagan got me with the worst is in the Haunting of Hill House with the sister in the back seat. Oh my god, of the car. That was a good one. (laughs) Not only did it get me the first time, but it got me like the second and third time I watched it too. Because even though I knew it was happening, I didn't know the exact second. Like it's Mm -hmm. so perfectly like orchestrated. It really is. Yeah, he's it good. Really he's is. good with jump scares. You don't usually see him coming with Mike Flanagan. Well, especially because this series hasn't really had any, and so I was just expecting another monologue. And see, I see. I didn't think get the that. only jump scare I had was in the boat after Riley was combusting and Aaron, and it was all peaceful and nice, and then Aaron screaming. I think oh, that one scared me more than this one. But gotcha. No, that like it. It was like bam. I was like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then I laughed at myself because I was like, that that got me. That's the only thing you can do after a jump scare. I always laugh at myself after a jump scare. So very enjoyable. Something got me. How fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then we find out, we finally find out Mildred wakes up and we find out Sarah. Wait, Wait, can we go back? Okay, so. Sorry, at I'm looking moment. at my notes, and it's like the first note, so I'm no, guessing it happens early on. You're good. It does. Um, but first, what happens is um, is at that jump scare moment, we have Bev and Sturge outside, and they're like, Aaron, come out here. I have something to say to you, and they're like trying to get her out. Meanwhile, uh, Mama Flynn, whose first name I totally forget, um is like you guys go I'm I'll go talk to Bev. And so everybody sneaks out and they go to like continue on with their plan um which is essentially to you know burn the boats as, like get uh, like they kind of get figure Warren, out they want to make sure that Warren and Lisa get on a boat. Correct. Even if it's just a rowboat. Their their job is to get off the island. Get the, so the they want to make the sure island that they specifically. survive. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Annie, Annie Flynn. That's right. Goes out, essentially buying them time to get away. Bev Sacrifices like, herself. I have no problem with you, Annie Flynn. And she's like, well, I have a problem with you. 
And what's probably the second best feeling that this woman has had, she gets to tell Bev that she's not a good person. Yeah. She's a shitty human being. She's self-serving. She doesn't deserve God. She She says, God doesn't love you any more Mm -hmm. than anyone else. Why does that bother you so much? (laughs) Yep. Yep. And then she proceeds to cut her own throat. Yes. Uh, Because she knows. In an act of badassery. Yep. She knows that Bev won't be able, she's new. She's brand new. She won't be able to, to, you know, get past that. Right. So that's going to buy everybody more time to get away. Yep. And then I think we lead into Mildred waking up. Uh, as Alex Esso. Yes. The young, her hair's no longer gray. Mm-hmm. Now she's just full on Alex Esso. Correct. Yeah. And she wakes up and Pruitt, Monsignor Pruitt is there. Mm-hmm. And they talk and we find out Sarah is his daughter. Yep. Sarah does not know this. Nope. Mildred had an affair with Monsignor Pruitt when her husband was overseas at war, mm-hmm. got pregnant, and when he came back, she's like, mm, it's my husband's baby. Yep. But but Monsignor Pruitt knew this whole time that Sarah was actually his. So whenever Sarah talks about her dad, and when, especially at the beginning, Mildred would be like, or Sarah would ask her mom something about her dad and she'd take a minute to answer because even she had to be careful even with having her mental issues that she didn't talk about the wrong dad. If you Which rewatch crazy, it, you'll catch that. Because I didn't even, I, obviously I didn't pick that up. Yeah. If you rewatch it, you'll catch it. You're like, oh, yeah. she's like, what's my dad's name? And she's like, mm. <laughs> and then she takes too long to answer. She's like, Sarah's like, you should know this. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's so funny. Yes, I totally. Now that you say that, I remember. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Surprise. Um, which ah, is it needed? No. Do I like it? Yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> I kind of think it is needed because it gives Monsignor Pruitt a reason that all sure. this is happening. Sure. He missed out on essentially the love of his life. He wanted another chance. He did all of this for Mildred. He wanted a second chance. Yeah. He wanted to know his daughter. He wanted the life with Mildred that he didn't get because he was too scared. And I mean, and it's the reason he was staring at Sarah in episode two. Remember how in episode two, Sarah's like talking to her girlfriend or whomever was with her Mm -hmm. and she was like the priest is always staring at me he's been staring at me since i was little it's like he's always known i'm gay yeah really it's like nah he just wants to look at his daughter yep oh i know it's so well it's beautiful kind of (laughs) kind of is and we, Um, we 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 like him again now right we like monsignor pruitt in this episode again we do. We I, we like him as a person. He just had a hard time. He made some bad choices, some really yes. bad choices, unfortunately. <laughs> For real. Um, but again, I really think but that this I, wasn't the plan, you know? Right. No, I think he started. <laughs> and I, I love it when we'll get there. We'll get there. I love it when he and Be- Bev have their whole chat, which doesn't mm-hmm. happen yet, though. So now we have a group 
of people who have fled the house mm-hmm. and they're just out in the open with all these baby vampires just going fucking buck wild in town. Like there are people being chased. There's blood. There's eating all over the place. All hell. My favorite. Loose. My favorite part of this is when we see um, characters like Ali. We see uh, Ed Flynn, and they're you know, especially when Ed Ed meets up with Annie, and he's like, "It doesn't change who you are." Like, you can still be you, you know? You don't have to be this... Like, everybody has kind of snapped almost, but, like, he's like, you're still you. Um, Yeah, there's a very sweet moment between Riley's parents here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And even Ali is seeing everybody going crazy and pulling people out of their houses and essentially killing them, and he's like, I've made a mistake, you know? Yeah, yeah. This is not for me. Bev wakes up or comes to after eating mm-hmm. and decides, let's just burn down all the houses. It's not going to burn down the church. It'll make it'll drive everyone out of their homes. And then we will still have our space on the mountain that won't get engorfed in flames that we can stay until we can get on the boats. Yeah. Because Sturge wants to put out the house. Yeah. And she's like, why bother? Let's just she's set like, them all on fire. Yep. That's let it fucking the best burn. idea. So they go around, they set all the houses on fire. Meanwhile, Sarah and Sheriff are going down and they're setting all the boats on fire. Yep. They're like, fuck it, fuck it. If we're not getting out, they're not getting out either. And hopefully the kids got in a boat and got out of there because they got separated, right? Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have Warren and Lisa who are not on a boat yet, but they found their way into the house where the drug dealer got killed and the angel's there. Feeding. Feeding on some young woman. And that we, we saw get pulled that, out of the house. We noticed that when the angel is feeding, he does not, he will not be interrupted. No. Under any circumstances whatsoever. No, he gets shot like three times and he he's like. He does not like, give a fuck. <laughs> can you please stop that? Just leave me alone. He just grunts. Yeah. Like, don't wake me up when Correct. I'm feeding. Until they set the house on fire. Yeah. Then he, then he, then he's like, "All right, I guess I'll leave." He's like, "Bye." <laughs> I got a peace out now. <sighs> it's so much fun. This whole thing oh, is so, so much fun. All right. So lo and behold, all the houses are on fire. All the boats are gone. There isn't anything left except for the church and the rec center. And so everyone seems to make it back up to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Monsignor Riley and uh, and Bev are just having at it. He's like, this is not right. And she's like, it is right. You're just a chicken. You're just chicken shit, basically. And she's like, maybe it's time for me to take over as the savior. And it's like, oh, she is something else. <laughs> she really, really is. She's gone all first commandment on everybody. She's like, mm, if you're not right, if I don't deem you to be okay, you're not going to survive. Mm-hmm. You're not getting in the rec center. Yep. You're she- all going to hit, get hit by the sun and burn to death. Yep. And it's it blows my mind that even as this, so we see that Sturge has turned someone who has not been to church, who is not of the church. Yeah. And I think this guy is just heartbreaking. 
Um, I forget his name, but... Uh, yeah, he's just like a little side character. He's yeah. someone that Sturge was friends with in real life. Mm-hmm. And he ended up turning him. And the guy and ends the up guy, killing his whole family. The guy killed his own wife. Mm-hmm. His Yikes. kids. Yeah. And he's not he's not doing so good. No. Bev's like, mm, it's okay, you're going to die soon anyway. Because <laughs> I'm and, not letting you in that house. Yeah, Bev refuses to let him in the church. You yeah. have not been a follower. You are not you're not invited. Yeah. And so Sturge is like, sorry, sorry. I think his name is Howard. Cause I was like, that's my dad's name. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, sorry, Howie. And, uh, Monsignor Pruitt is like, all are welcome here. Yeah. And he's goes in the church. He's like, Hey, you can come in my house. And then Sarah's in there and Sarah's about to set that fucking house on fire. <laughs> yep. And he and, grabs uh, the candle and just looks at her. Cause they both kind of freeze. And he's just like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. He's like, good. Yes, do it. <laughs> good job. And, good girl. Yep. <laughs> yep. And so she is about to leave when, bam, Sturge shoots her. Yeah. And Father Pruitt, Monsignor Pruitt, loses his fucking shit. Loses his shit. Does he tell her he's her dad before she gets shot or after? Not in, it's after. It's after. Yeah. Yeah. And um, because the mom is there. And yeah. so they both, Mildred and uh, Father Paul, both have this moment where they tell her, right? Yes. He pushes Sturge. He attacks him, really. Get out of here. They go to her. Um, Mildred mentions that her favorite spot was, oh, he, Father Paul tries to turn her. And Mildred's, and, and she spits the blood out. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, And they take her to the bridge, but not before fucking putting all those candles down and lighting the church on fire. Yeah. They they light it on fire. Bye. Bye. Bye, church. And Bev is like, oh, my God. Bev's heart drops. You can see it in that moment. Yeah. Um, And then Bev... Sorry, go ahead. And then the and then the sheriff is over there getting ready to burn down the rec center. Mm-hmm. So then Bev's really not going to have anywhere to go. Yep. And his son saves him from getting killed. He still gets and killed, right? It's the sheriff and Aaron, right? Yes. And then but Aaron um, gets taken by the angel. The angel, and yeah. uh, they are like they attack the sheriff. And then Ali comes up and picks up that lighter and throws it in the fucking rec center. Yeah, he saves the day. He saves the day. He really it's does. It's nice. It's nice. His dad gets to have a proud moment before he dies. Mm-hmm. He says, thank God that he hasn't, you know, he hasn't gone too far. He's still but here. Then when He's Ar- still Ali. This scene is really nice. When Aaron is getting taken by the angel... She's having like this flashback to her talk with Riley, but she's instead mm-hmm. answering differently yeah. to what she thinks heaven well, be- or after. Be- because in our in the first part in in episode four, her response is in terms of her missing child, right? Right. She, and yeah. so this time she says, "I'm going to answer for me." Yes. And as she's and how she just becomes part monologue, of existence. Mhm. Mhm. And as she's it's, saying this, she is cutting into the va- into the vampire angel's wings. Yes. 
Her so answer is very existentialist, by the way. I was having like Emerson flashbacks when she was talking about it. Like I was like bawling my eyes out. <laughs> very like you should read. You should read Emerson then because that's all Emerson. Like it was, felt so oh. much like Emerson, like transparent eyeball, like I am part and particle of God. Very Emerson. Very Emerson. I loved it. This like whole, yeah, this whole thing. I was just like crying. Yeah. Profusely. Punching those holes in the in the angel wings because yep. he's eating and he doesn't mm-hmm. notice anything but eating. Yep. So, and when he does notice, she takes his face and puts it back on her neck. Yeah. Which is kind of creepy. It's so creepy, but she knew exactly <laughs> what she was doing. Yeah. And she knew she she didn't have a chance in hell, right? Sure, sure. She wasn't getting out of there alive. Well, she should have um, turned, right? Because she's been taking communion. Oh, my God. My cat's freaking out. Um, <laughs> she's been taking communion, so she should have turned. She should have turned, but we never see her turn. And obviously, she might, because we do know that it takes time. Yeah. She might not have made it by the time, because the sun was coming up right yeah, after that. It's true. It was. Um, we get to see some really nice moments between uh, the sheriff and Ali as mm-hmm. they do their prayer. He finally. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, on the beach. The last thing, yeah, the last thing that they do together. So, like, everyone's kind of come to terms that they fucked up, right? And they're all just, Mm -hmm. like, ready to die. Because they all Mm -hmm. know that the sun's coming up. There's nowhere for them to go. And so they're all just having their nice final moments. And and singing. And Warren and Lisa made it out to the water okay. Mm -hmm. And they're just watching everything burn. Yep. On the island. And, yeah, we see see, uh, the sheriff and his son praying on the beach. And um, we see um, Bev having a fucking panic attack and <laughs> trying to bury trying a trying to be hole. peaceful and she's like, nah, fuck this. I'm going to burrow yeah. in the sand. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to bury herself in the sand. Doesn't work. No, doesn't do Thank as God. much. And then we see the angel trying to fly away, but he's having trouble because of the holes in his wings. And then the sun comes up and the singing just stops. Yes, it's right chilling. in the middle of a word. It's just silent. And then we and come then back to Warren thing, and Lisa, and it's just yep. dust. And the last thing she says is, I can't feel my legs. And that's the end. Ta-da. It's, it's so funny because, I mean, it's not funny, but like the entire time I was just thinking, well, if like the blood cycles out from her, like she'll be paralyzed again, probably. Yeah. Because it didn't like heal her. I don't know that the blood cycles out. I think you're probably always infected until the angel dies. So I think once the angel dies, that's when she can't feel her legs. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. That's my guess. Yeah. That's my guess. So I wonder if they just killed the angel if everybody would have been okay. Maybe. (laughs) You know, like in like in other uh, It could have been yeah. Like you kill the main vampire, like Lost Boys. Yeah. Yeah, very lost boys. You kill the head vampire, you kill mm-hmm. them all. So probably, mm-hmm. I think so. I really do. I do too. I think that's why suddenly she can f- can't feel her legs. Why would it take just that? Why would it be just at that moment? Yeah, I agree. I love it. But I think all those people needed to die. I don't think they would have been able been to any... like live with themselves. No, know? no. That whole that whole fucking island would have had PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> they already had their own enough issues. Yeah. Yes, yes, Ugh. yes. It's pretty good, though. It's a good ending. But you know what? Maybe Aaron lived. 
Mm. Oh, no, because she was definitely, like... She was dead. Eaten. <laughs> she, Never mind. She, she, she's Just she's kidding. Gone. She's a goner. <laughs> <laughs> they were all dead. All right. Yeah. Nobody made it. But a good, a good ending, I think. Like I said, these last three episodes are great. I didn't enjoy the first part of the series as much, but the ending is is worth it, I think. I agree. It's so good. I mean, I liked yeah. the first three episodes. The only one that I had a hard time with was four, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But it was worth it to get to where we were going. I just it could have just been faster. I think we probably could have three episodes instead of four. Mm-hmm. And I think we could have just cut some of this dialogue a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or monologue, as we've mentioned. But otherwise, like the the whole church scene is like so well done. Oh, it almost so reminds good. me of the bar scene in Near Dark, where it's just like all fucking hell breaks loose, mm-hmm. like crazy vampire eating craziness. And you just your eyes are glued to the screen because you're like, what yeah. is happening? Yeah, <laughs> and you're just trying to it's, figure it out. You, you can know? probably watch that scene like seven different times and see seven different things happening. You know, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, there's lots of stuff going on. So. All in all, good. Not my favorite Mike Flanagan, but worth watching, I think. I really enjoy it. I definitely recommend it. Yeah. I'd rather watch Hill House again, to be honest. You know what? This made me want to watch Hill House again. Yeah. Yeah. I actually watched Hush. I went on a little Mike Flanagan click. I watched Oculus and I watched Hush. Oh, fun. That's cool. And I noticed that um, the book that she's writing is called Something Else, but the characters in it are Riley and Aaron. In Hush? Well, she already wrote Midnight Mass. Correct, because that's the one like, that... Um, that was already on, like, in her bookshelf that, or whatever. That pen, pen... I don't remember her name, but the Samantha Sloyan, the, the woman that plays Bev, who plays the neighbor, mm. is uh, is talking to her about how she loved it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, that was good. A fun a fun little side series. So you want to tell the good people uh, listening what we're doing next week, Carly, since it's your special week? I would love to. We're taking a little break from the wheel because we want to uh, discuss and watch some of the new uh, horror that has graced us with its presence. So we will be discussing uh, VHS 94, which is currently on Shudder. And I also think the AMC Plus streaming service. Uh, And then Halloween Kills, which is currently in theaters and is also on Peacock. Uh, So check those out and then come back and let us discuss our thoughts with you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if we'll be able to talk about those without spoilers. So no. So definitely watch them. So definitely watch them if you're going to listen in. It's October. You should go see a Halloween movie. You should go watch those things for sure. For sure. They're easy. They're easy enough to watch, especially VHS. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone's seen Halloween Kills but me. So I'm excited to finally watch it. I wanted to see it beforehand, but I was like, I need to, I want to wait and watch it like right before we record because I want it to be fresh in my brain. Absolutely. I'm curious to watch it again. Yeah. To see what and I I've been think hearing about great it. things about VHS ninety four, so I'm excited to see that too. So have I. Same. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll you, be a fun discussion. You didn't watch that at Beyond Fest. I have no, no, no. I didn't. Oh, okay. Because I, I saw wasn't like Simon Barrett and uh, Adam Winger there. Uh, so the I saw them at. That was something different. 
Um, there was a triple feature. Oh, you're next. You saw your next. next. Yeah, your next okay. was there, that's and so where that's where them. that's where I saw them. Got it. Are they involved in VHS? Do you know? Nineteen. I don't ninety four. Think so because I feel oh. like they would have been. I don't think Adam Wingard is. Oh okay. Like maybe Simon is because maybe. I'm um, just curious. Yeah, but you've been I, doing a lot of fun things over there, Carly. Over oh, Simon, La La yeah, Land. Simon Barrett wrote one of the segments. Oh, okay. Or directed one of the segments. He's directing now? Yeah. Is that a thing he, he does? Yeah, he wrote and directed uh, the right. segment, The Empty Wake. Good for so, him. Cool. Yeah. Um, nice, yeah, nice. I've, I've just been trying to do as many Halloween-y things that I can. Um, wow. I did Halloween Horror Nights, which was a blast. What was the best maze? <sighs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Wow, really? Yeah, because it was literally like you were walking through the house. Like they did such a good terrifying. It was like literally you come around the bend and like it's that metal fucking door. No. Oh, I would have shit my pants. (laughs) And it opens and Leatherface comes out and the red the red wall is behind him and it's like Oh, I would have died. That would have scared the crap out of me. It's amazing. Um and then they also just kind of threw stuff in there, which I really liked. So, like, you walk in and, you know, you see all of the, like, the bone decorations, which is, mm-hmm. like, at least from what I saw, looked pretty screen accurate. And then towards the end, they had the, um, the what's it called? The tombstone with like that you see at the beginning of texas chainsaw massacre mm-hmm. with like the person like reassembled oh, yeah. on it. Yeah. And I was like. I lost my shit when I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Was that scary as fuck? That sounds really yeah. scary. So I did it twice because. <laughs> of course you um, did. <laughs> so I had like the like the uh, VIP thing where you can, you know, like fast pass the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like once per maze. But when I was waiting in line for the terror tram, one of the employees came up to me and just gave me a voucher for like a free front of the line pass essentially because he liked my purse um which was which was georgie's boat it's the ss georgie because i definitely went as you deserved it i did it's pretty cool purse like (laughs) i I would also have given me that thing if i had that power (laughs) um so the first time was definitely terror the second time, I was just, like, so stoked to be there, and I was, like, excited to see it again. Um, the second time, it was really cool, though, because the hitchhiker was, like, out front, and he was, like, put the camera in my face, and I just, like, couldn't stop smiling. I was, like, I'm a psychopath. It's fine. Like, cause, and then he, like, did the the finger to the neck thing. Yeah. Like, you're going to die. And I was, like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was very giddy. <laughs> Wait, were you in a van with him? Did they make you get in a van? No, he was oh. just right out in front of the house. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrifying. It was amazing. How many times do you it. get chased by Leatherface in that maze? Oh, he jumps out at you quite a few times. But yeah. sometimes you also, like, catch him in the middle of working. Like, there's a part oh. where he's, like, cutting a face off of someone. Oh, Jesus. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Amy, you just need to... I don't know me. that I could handle that. That sounds terrifying. It is in the best way. <laughs> I think I would prefer one of the ghosty ones instead. <laughs> the Exorcist one was cool too. Yeah. You that know what one was badass? Terrifying. The bri- the 
uh, I think it was like The Bride of Frankenstein Lives or something like that. I don't think it's based off of um, an actual movie or anything like that, but it was like The Bride of Frankenstein essentially comes back to and tries to reanimate, reanimate Frankenstein, and he does so. She does so by like capturing the wives of Dracula and what? like using their blood essentially to like reanimate Frankenstein. <laughs> and it's like the cool, like that's the story of the maze, but it's like her journey is just fantastic. She's like wow. a vampire hunter. That doesn't sound very scary. Is it just cool to watch? It was just really cool to watch. Yeah. I mean, and like the vampire wives jump out at you a bunch throughout. Sure. Um. So yeah, the mazes are definitely like a lot of jump scare. Mostly, um, mm-hmm. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one, though, was definitely, like, involved. Yeah. What do you think about, how was the Haunting of Hill House one? I heard that oh. one was good. It was beautiful. Yeah. It had a lot of really cool moments of, like, oh, there's a wall here, but then it, like, essentially, like, disappears, kind of. And mm. you see, like, the 20s. Like, it, then it, it turns into, like, the 20s scene in the background. That's cool. Um, yeah. That's cool. And they did a lot of the, um, what's the girl with the twisted neck? Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, that they works. had some they really good moments. Twisted with her neck too. lady. Yeah. Oh. It was, yeah, it was a really cool maze. Awesome. Highly recommend if I haven't spoiled them enough for you already. Oh, that sounds, <laughs> sounds terrifying. I always think I want to go, but then it, like I'm like, if I was literally there, I would be really scared probably. <laughs> Yeah, but it'd be like you're in a safe space. They can't touch you. You can't touch them. Yeah. It's so it's like fun. It's like I don't know. I might it's like it if I was scare. with you. Like I feel like I would need to be with you. Oh yeah. We can do Is it. Is that weird? No, come with me oh. next year. Okay. Next year I'll go. I feel like I say that every year. I feel like you I've do. been saying that for like five years. <laughs> you do, but then a pandemic happened. It's fine. Well <laughs> next year we'll make it happen. Okay. Um, and what are we doing tomorrow, Amy? We're going to Disneyland. Oh we're God. having a, a final girls Disneyland trip, and I'm so excited. So excited. It's I've never be been so to fun. Disney for Halloween before. We're going to take so many pictures, probably. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> Unless we get lost in the moment, which I guess happens. That happens a lot. Yeah. But I haven't seen you in years. It's true. That's kind of crazy. It's stupid. It is stupid. It's super stupid. So I'm really excited. We're having a final girls date. Yeah, me too. It'll be awesome. And we'll go hang out with Disney. Disney people. Yes. <laughs> Disney villains. Yes. Which Disney villains should we have our pictures taken with? I mean, my favorite's Maleficent. Oh. I also like the Evil Queen, but. I think uh, Ursula is my favorite. Amazing. Because we'll get, I like we'll her because I don't know. Is she really evil? I feel like she's just misunderstood. <laughs> I mean, she takes people's souls and turns them into weird. But not. I mean, she like, signed a contract. I don't even know what it's they are. Not, like she didn't even read that thing. She should have known. I mean, that's Ariel fair. was dumb. Let's be real. Yeah. She was like, I just want to make out with this man. <laughs> She's like, take my soul and my mm-hmm. voice. No worries. I just want to make out with dudes on the beach. Yeah. That's. <laughs> you know, you have a cute dog. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love Ursula. Uh, 
I just want to ride the Haunted Mansion over and over again. Done. Yes. I'm okay. so excited. We're going to eat all the things. Yes. Drink all the things. Yes. Calories don't count in Disneyland. Absolutely you not. Like 20,000 steps. It's true. It's true. So you lose weight while you, you eat. You do. You do. You have to, you have to bulk yeah. <laughs> the entire trip that you're there. It's true. It's a true story. Oh, I'm so excited. Me too. <sighs> all right. Well, I guess that's it. I'm not doing anything. I'm not watching anything. I'm just reading all the time. I love it. Um, I've read like four books in a week and a half. <laughs> that's normal, right? That's fantastic. <laughs> My fantasy novels that I can't that I can't stop. Yes, but it's cool. It's cool. The one I'm reading now is kind of like uh, Beauty and the Beast a little bit, except with fairies. Ooh, yeah, I could get down with that, but not, not like cutesy fairies yeah you know like the fae yeah like the, like the brutal fae yeah not like not like mm, tinkerbell no no i mean tinkerbell is also kind of a bitch but like <laughs> yeah but they don't look like tinkerbells all i'm saying oh, okay gotcha gotcha yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. i was like she kind of tried to murder wendy so <laughs> well wendy deserved it i mean kind of <laughs> <laughs> you can tell i'm more on the villain side of disney <laughs> I love it. Anything else? So I love tomorrow that about will be you. enjoyable. Um, all right. I guess that's it then for this week. Yeah. We'll have more Disney stories for next week. Yes, we will. Okay. When we're talking about VHS 94 and Halloween Kills. Until then, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Mm. Bye. Bye. Oh, I don't know what note that was. I'm sorry. It's all right. You just went with it. You committed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>